are Locked On Cougars. This is your daily podcast focused on the BYU Cougars. Thank you for joining us on a Thursday edition of the show. A lot to get to like usual. We're going to hear from Kenya Matololo, the head coach of the Naval Academy, about what he expects when he faces off against BYU, as well as some details on the quarterback battle out there. They've named their starter and how it might change how they look this year as compared to what they've looked in previous seasons. Speaking of the midshipmen, we'll also catch up on the two games added to BYU's schedule officially yesterday. The long rumored games against UT San Antonio as well as Texas State officially added to the docket. So a lot to get to on a Thursday edition of the show and it is brought to you today by our good friends over at rockauto.com as well as Biomat USA. We'll tell you about both of those companies here as the podcast rolls out today. Alright, with that rundown out of the way, let's get going here. This is the Locked on Cougars podcast for August 27th 2020. What's up, guys? I'm Jay Catch, your host here on Locked On Cougars, your resident BYU insider. I work for the Zone Sports Network in Salt Lake City, Utah, my day job. And a big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast and downloading this each day as we talk BYU sports on the daily. Make sure to hit that follow or subscribe button if you're new to the show so that way you never miss an episode as we aim to be your one-stop shop for all the BYU sports news you need to know about each and every day, as well as passing along insider tidbits that you will not find anywhere else. So big thank you once again for the support. All right, let's start off today's show. Officially, BYU football now has eight games on their schedule. Yesterday, a press release went out in the afternoon announcing that BYU will officially play UT San Antonio, the Roadrunners, on October 10th at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. And then on October 24th, they will host the Texas State Bobcats in Provo. I think both of these games are solid additions to the BYU docket. Uh, Jake Spavital is the head coach for the Texas State Bobcats. He's in his second year uh, leading the team out of San Marcos and kind of a fun bit we'll get to here on about Biomat USA one of our sponsors on today's show actually you know all of the tests that they send out all of the different things that they do with the plasma they collect actually goes to a laboratory in San Marcos so kind of a fun uh, connection there also the announcement from UT San Antonio with the new head coach Jeff Trailer taking over the Roadrunners program and I actually own a UT San Antonio shirt I went to the BYU Texas game. Uh, when was the last time BYU played down there? Was it 2016? The year that Taysom Hill, of course, had the famous hurdle of the Texas defender. Well, I flew into San Antonio and that weekend, Arizona, the Wildcats from the Pac-12, were actually uh, playing in the Silverdome against UT San Antonio. Had an opportunity to catch that game and get a shirt that I still have to this day of the Roadrunners. And they got one of the best mascots in all of college football. I am a guy who is all about unique mascots, so if you're the UTSA Roadrunners, well, guess what? You win. That's an absolutely unique mascot out there. The Texas State Bobcats, to a lesser degree, are pretty unique, uh, especially at the FBS level. But that doesn't preclude why BYU put them on the schedule. I think both of these games are very much games BYU just found out of convenience. These are both buy games, as they call them, where there'll be a one-time matchup between the program, speaking of the Cougars, the Roadrunners, and the Bobcats. BYU pay them a certain amount to come to Provo to play that game, and it'll be the first meeting in series history for both of these games. But I like the way BYU's schedule is setting up. They currently now have six home games as compared to two road games. The funny thing is, is both of those road games, what, 11? 
11 days away from today, opening up at Navy, and then also uh, at Army 12 days after that are your true road games currently on the docket. And then you follow that up as it stands right now with six home games. I think BYU, based on what we're looking at with this schedule right now, I think 7-1 and one is the minimum expectation of acceptability for BYU fans. Let me know what you guys think about that. But I really do think the toughest game BYU has on their schedule right now is the season opener at Navy. Uh, the midshipmen were obviously a top 25 team a year ago, won 10 games, very talented, have a strong winning tradition. And I would expect the BYU's toughest game, I'm not saying this just on my personal opinion, I know the the ESPN football percentages index has BYU with only what a 27% chance of winning that game. I just look at it and think, you know what? That's the most likely game you lose. And I think after that, the expectation for the BYU football program is that they should run the table in those other seven games. I, I know that that seems like a stretch maybe to some of you, but I know a lot of you probably are looking at this saying, why isn't BYU have an opportunity to be 8-0? and Cam Meller from SB Nation, formerly of Pro Football Focus, uh, said yesterday after the announcement of both the UTSA and Texas State games that he could see BYU making a run at the New Year's six games if they were to run the table this season. I think that uh, it's fun to hear him say that, but he's a big-time uh, proponent of Zach Wilson and the BYU football program. Uh, efforting to get him here on the podcast, let him share more about his thoughts on that. But I think the biggest thing we can take away from the announcements yesterday of UTSA and Texas State is that BYU is very much on their way to filling out a pretty solid season on the fly. Obviously, there are still four games remaining that BYU could schedule. Army proved yesterday you can schedule 12 teams. They announced a home-and-home series with Cincinnati to give the Black Knights a 12th game on the season. BYU still very much in contention for games. I've heard UCF. I've heard Temple. I've heard multiple power five teams as i said i think byu is going to shoot to schedule 12 games if they play 10 i think it's actually a pretty good season overall obviously covid19 is going to affect this who knows how things are going to shake out Uh, we saw earlier this week that oklahoma head coach lincoln riley said that he had a position group that requires multiple players on the field at at all times has all but one player test positive for COVID-19 essentially has just crippled that position group and practices for the University of Oklahoma. Is that out of the realm of possibility for BYU? Absolutely not. These young men have to be very smart about it. Uh, Kalani Satake has been actually pretty uh, straightforward about telling his guys and he's told the media this that if you guys want to play football you have to take the personal responsibility of making sure that you are taking care of yourself and not putting yourself in quote-unquote harm's way i know that uh covid19 they're all the different percentages and all that i get the the survivability and everything of it but the issue is you have a bunch of guys test positive that is going to affect your ability to play games this fall and i think byu has been very straightforward the coaching staff passing this along to the players the student athletes in the program that you have a personal responsibility and accountability to yourself as well as to your teammates if you want to see this season played and i think byu is on their way to scheduling a decent schedule it's nothing what was compared to the original schedule they were supposed to play this year but considering all the circumstances BYU and the rest of college football has found itself in the fact that BYU is going to kick off a game 11 days away from today 
it's monumental and i can't wait to see the cougars in action against the midshipmen so good to see both texas state and ut san antonio back on the docket as i mentioned yesterday some of you have reached out and asked jake what was this about a byu potentially switching one of their home games to a road game i'm hearing there's a possibility of the houston game so byu originally was supposed to host houston on october 16th at lavelle edwards stadium I'm hearing that that game possibly could be switched to Houston. It's not a done deal. I'm not reporting that BYU will be playing in Houston. And obviously, our thoughts and prayers are with the people out there in southwestern Louisiana and eastern Texas with Hurricane Laura roaring ashore last night. But that game has been considered uh, as an option for BYU to switch it to a road game. I don't know all of the circumstances around it, but I have been told by people inside the program that that was a possibility. I don't think that it ultimately ends up that way. That's just my personal gut feeling. I think BYU will play at home against Dana Holgerson's squad, but it has been something mentioned to me by sources inside the program that is an option for BYU to flip that to a road game. So we'll see. I think the nice part is, is BYU's filling out a home slate, and here's hoping that at least some fans will be able to be in attendance at Lavelle Edwards Stadium when the season commences. All right, uh, we'll get to some more thoughts on this. We'll actually hear from Navy head coach Ken Niamatololo next. He spoke to the media yesterday. I had a chance to ask some questions as well as Mitch Harper from KSL.com. More about what Navy's doing as they prepare for the season opener, their home opener against BYU, and just his overall thoughts on facing off against the Cougars. We'll get to that here in just a moment. Before we do that, though, today's show is brought to you in part by our good friends at rockauto.com. Rockauto.com, guys, is a 20-year-old online company who their sole focus is to bring people the parts and that their car, truck, or SUV will need at a fair and low price. They always have reliably low pricing. And the best part about all of this is it's shipped directly to your door. You don't have to sign up for a membership to get these prices. They just put it straightforward for you guys, and you can take care of everything you need to take care of with your car. A lot of us like to be do-it-yourselfers. I'm a guy who likes to change my own oil, if at all possible. I've changed brakes, my calipers, the different things that I can do myself on my car. I like to do it. Well, guess what? RockAuto.com has the opportunity for you to get the parts you need to do those do-it-yourself projects at a reliably low price. It's a really simple process, guys. You go online, go to rockauto.com, search out your car by model name, whatever year it is, and all of a sudden it pops up with all the different options for whatever part you're looking for for your car. You can search by manufacturer, you can search by specification, you can search by price. You want the lowest priced product they've got, you can search by that. It's completely customizable for you as our as our listener and a customer of rockauto.com guys go to rockauto.com in the how did you hear about us box make sure you put in locked on so they know that we sent you and guess what you will find it very easy to navigate this site get all the parts you need for your car and guess what make it a little bit easier with all the maintenance that goes into a vehicle to keep it on the road and keep it in tip-top shape all right so once again go to rockauto.com reliably low pricing all the parts your car truck or suv will ever need that's our good friends at rockauto.com as I mentioned, Ken Yamatololo, the head coach of the Navy Midshipmen, spoke to the media yesterday, and he'll actually be speaking a couple more times next week, so we'll bring you some more of his comments as we get closer and closer to this game. Just 11 days away from BYU and Navy kicking off the season at Navy Marine Corps Stadium there in Annapolis, Maryland, and he had some great thoughts on the quarterback battle for Navy themselves, what they're going to do in terms of their offense, adapting it to a new quarterback, and also what he thinks of the BYU football program as they get 
ready to face off against the Cougars. So without further ado, here you go. Part of the conversation with Ken Yamatololo, head coach of the Naval Academy on the Locked On Cougars podcast. Coach Jay Catch from the Zone Sports Network out here in Salt Lake City. Uh, just a couple of questions for you. First, you've already talked about Morris and kind of his rise up the depth chart to be your starting quarterback. Inside the offense, the coach Jasper coaches, obviously it's the flex bone, the triple option. But how much ability do you guys have to fit the offense to your individual quarterback each year? Does that make sense? Yeah, and that's exactly what Coach Jasper has done. I mean, he, he schools guys and he takes guys and builds their option skill sets and gets them by the time they leave here, they're, I mean, they're gurus at running triple option stuff. You know, not many people do that anymore. But the great thing about, we really like about Dalen, and, and we've seen that Dalen's not going to be Malcolm Perry running football, but he's a really good passer. I mean, we recruited him. You know, everybody in high school now is a you know shotgun quarterback. And everybody in high school normally puts your best athlete at quarterback when we look at most high schools the best player plays quarterback and he's normally athletic the days of a drop back you know the the tom brady Peyton manning type quarterbacks there are few and far between i mean most guys that play quarterback now are you can run the, the zone read uh you can move them out of the pocket well it's a lot like uh you I mean, like Zach Wilson, I mean, that's how most uh, high school quarterbacks are. And Dalen is very similar to that. Athletic, can move, can throw. Malcolm was Malcolm was a running back that threw the ball. I mean, but he was an elite runner. Where Dalen's uh, the type of spread quarterbacks that you see now in high school football and college football that can throw. So it allows us, we feel like, to open up some other parts of well, what we do. You know, just... Um, with Malcolm, obviously, we're we're, we're always a, we're always a heavy run team. But with Dalen, we feel like we're going to have to do other things uh, to to give us a chance. And, and Dalen's skill set gives us that opportunity to do that. But you're right. I mean, everybody's different. Not everybody comes here the same. And you know, we've been here 12 years with Coach Jasper. It's just a, it's been amazing to me to see how he's taken a guy and just kind of groomed him. From Akina Reynolds to Ricky Dobbs, who threw the ball a little bit more. Will Worth was a little bit more of a a physical runner. I guess, I don't know, you know, maybe like a Taysom Hill type of downhill guy. And and Dalen is more of an athletic quarterback, you know, that throws the football well. And so he's been in Coach Jasper's meeting room for four years. He knows our offense inside and out. Um uh, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I'm excited to see what he can do. And I also wanted to ask you, Joe Dupay, obviously he spent time at Navy before coming to BYU for a time as an assistant coach. Can his institutional knowledge of what BYU does in terms of the school itself help you guys at all as you prepare for this game? Well, you know, it's a different staff. You know, he's with Bronco, you know, so it wasn't with Kalani. But, you know, both he and I still have a lot of ties back to BYU. But we know what type of kids they are. You know, we know what kind of uh, kids they are on the weekends. You know, so all those things are important because you just realize, this, you know, that their guys are going to be pretty safe. You know what I mean? And so those are guys that are highly motivated young men. So it didn't surprise me. I've read some of this stuff that they came back in shape, which doesn't surprise me because they're guys that are going to uh, – highly motivated guys. Uh, Coach DePay definitely helps us from the standpoint of 
uh, you know, he knows what, you know, the type of young men they're at at BYU and the type of players that they're at, and those kind of type of coaches. They've got really good football coaches. You know, so you have a familiarity with them, but, you know, but you still got to play. You know I mean? It's, you know, you can know all those things, but we're not the ones playing. It's the players who play. But I think probably more than anything, you know, Coach Tupay has a great respect for the school, the football program, and the young men that play on their team. Thanks, Coach. Okay, we'll finish. We have uh, Mitch Harper and then Bill Wagner. Hey, Coach Mitch Harper with KSL News Radio in Salt Lake City. I'm just curious, what are your thoughts on the, the national stage and opportunity this game provides for both your program and BYU? Mitch, I think it's exciting. I think it's exciting that, you know, hopefully, I mean, and we still got to get there. Hopefully we both, you know, keep doing what we're supposed to protocol-wise. We don't have an outbreak, you know, the day before and, you know, 20 guys from both teams are out. Hopefully we don't get cocky and still be safe that way. But I think it's exciting. You got two teams, two schools that are going to press forward, um, obviously keeping their players safe, keeping the staff safe. Uh, I think it's exciting to play on national television. Um, I think us playing Mitch, even though you'd like to have fans, I think it's a great message, though, to send to the our country that we're going to play, but it's not reckless. There's not going to be any fans there. The bubble is going to be small. It's just the players who play, the officials, and everybody else have been tested. You know, so I, I, I like that. I, I think it sends a great message to our country that – you can press forward and move on with life, but not from a reckless standpoint. Coaches are going to be coaching with mask on, you know what I mean, which is unique. And you're going to do all those other things. But I think it sends two great messages. It's great to have, you know, two teams playing on national television, two teams with some, some national following. But also I think there's a great message that we can send just the way we're doing things here at the academy that there's no fans we're going to be social distance. So I, I think, you know, we also want to send that message to the country too, that, you know, this, we're in a pandemic, you know, yeah. we're pressing forward, but we're not being reckless. And I think you touched on this a little bit earlier when you mentioned Kyrus Tonga and Zach Wilson, but I'm just curious, you know, with, when you watch film on BYU along with those two guys, who are some other individuals, individuals that maybe stand out on film to you? Well, I think Zach's very impressive. I mean, he, to me, he can make all the throws. He's, um, he can move. He can throw on the run. You know, he throws from different um, launch angles. You know, I mean, he throws sidearm. You know, a little bit Mahomes where he doesn't have to you know, have his feet set. Um, he can, he's athletic, super athletic. Um, very well schooled physical, um, obviously the Bush presents a lot of matchup problems for people. You know, I've seen them many times where they split him out, try to isolate him on a corner or a smaller person. Uh, Kyrus Tonga, I'm just, I mean, I don't know if there's any, I mean, he's got to be a top three defensive nose guard, defensive tackle nose guard in the country. I mean, he's as good as there is. I know Isaiah, you know, Kafusi, you know, Veteran player that's played a ton of football for them. Really impressive, smart, does a lot of different things. Um, the Anderson kid, you know, he's played a long time. 
I've been impressed. He plays, it seems like he's all over the place. And like, I thought that kid played linebacker. Now he's corner, now safety. So it shows you his football IQ. You know, it's pretty impressive. Um, their freshman linebacker, I'm trying to remember his name right now. I can say, but just the freshman kid last year, I just watched him. He was an impressive kid. He's one kid. I was like, who's that guy? He's watching the tape, and he was a freshman. He's a sophomore now, but I mean, he's a really good player. So physical line, physical front on defense, well-coached well coached team, and they got a, a quarterback that I feel like is hard to contain. You know I mean? He's, um, you know, that, that last drive against Tennessee, to me, kind of epitomizes kind of what he can do. I mean, I mean, you're in SEC country and you bring your team back like that. Uh, shows you that he's got the nerves that you want as a quarterback. You know, he's got ice in his veins that he can just operate in that kind of situation. So scary football team. I know they talked about how they're, a lot of them have played a lot of years, so they're very experienced. And as I look at them, you know, I'm hoping they've had some huge wins. Um, you know what I mean? That's very, very more consistency. But I, the scary thing is with experience comes consistency. So that's a little scary for us because, you know, they're, they got a lot of veterans on their team. There you go. Ken Matololo, the head coach of the Naval Academy, and some very strong thoughts and some, I guess, positive thoughts about the BYU football program. This is a guy who's very familiar with BYU. His son, Va'a Niamatololo, played for BYU for a number of years. Va'a is now working at the University of Hawaii, if I'm not mistaken. Or Actually, he might have moved on to work for his dad at the Naval Academy. So there's some institutional knowledge of the BYU football program. Joe Dupay, a former running backs coach for the Cougars, is back on the staff at Navy. So Ken is very familiar with the BYU football program. You also heard him talk about Dalen Morris, the new starting quarterback for the Naval Academy. And you heard him talk about the fact that they will adapt the offense to fit what Morris does. More, Maybe some more throwing in their offense. Maybe less of the true triple option that they have run in the past. And I think that's a smart play by a coach. You work and adapt your scheme to your players. You heard him talk about the fact that Dalen's more in the mold of a true dual threat quarterback like a Zach Will Wilson for BYU, but obviously in that triple option scheme, we'll see if Navy adapts, maybe goes for more spread concepts versus uh, what we've seen being the true flex bone or wishbone offense that they have run in the past. Still going to be very run heavy. There's no doubt about it. BYU's defensive line and linebackers are going to have to be very stout in the run game. It's going to have to be a total team effort to beat the midshipmen, and we'll see what happens. But some very strong thoughts on the BYU football program and their upcoming game from Ken Yamatolo there and a big thank you to him for speaking to the media we'll have more of that next week he's expected to speak to the media a couple more times in the lead up to this game and we'll be looking forward to that all right coming up here in just a second we'll catch up on everything else going on in byu sports news and everything else going on in the sports world today's show is brought to you by our good friends at biomat usa they're located in orem but kind of a funny note i mentioned this earlier on in the podcast but texas state is located in san marcos texas and cameron who works for biomat usa has kind of been 
having our liaison with Biomat reached out to me earlier this week and said, hey, uh, good to have Biomat on the same day as Texas State, the announcement of the original report of that game. He mentioned, though, that all of the testing supplies, all the plasma samples they send out for testing actually go to a laboratory that is located in San Marcos, Texas. So kind of a funny coincidence or whatever you want to term it as Biomat USA and San Marcos, Texas are linked with BYU and Texas State getting ready to play later on this season. But I can't recommend you guys go out and check out Biomat USA. Right now, there is just a urgent, critical need for people to donate their plasma, and Biomat USA needs you guys to donate. They're offering all kinds of incentives. The more you donate in a month, the more cash you put into your pocket. But additionally, you donating your donating your plasma helps out those around you. Plasma goes into so many different treatments and medical technologies out there to help our fellow men with a various a wide array of different treatments for different diseases, especially right now with the COVID-19 pandemic. There is actually an effort going on with both Biomat USA and their parent company, Griffles, with what they call convalescent plasma. And what that means is the convalescent plasma from people who have had COVID-19, it's a plasma of people who have recovered. The antibodies they hope are in that plasma can go into helping treat and ultimately cure and keep us from getting this dreaded virus. It's a really cool concept. It's something that they're working on the forefront of. And I would encourage you guys, take the opportunity to go visit our friends at Biomat USA, especially if you've con- considered, you well, not considered, if you think you've had COVID-19 or you know you've had it and you've recovered. They need those plasma samples so they can work on this and get them to Griffles, their national parent company, in terms of fighting this COVID-19 pandemic on the front lines. You can check out uh, Biomat USA, 349 East University Parkway, in Orem, right across the street from the University Mall. If you know where the Big Five Sporting Goods is at, uh, the Sizzler, you're right in that vicinity. It's right there essentially on the corner of University Parkway and State Street in Orem. A real simple place to find it. You know exactly where I'm talking about. You've driven right past it if you've ever gone to a game at Lavelle Edwards Stadium. So check them out. If you've got more questions, feel free to give them a call as well. 801-235-9800. That's our good friends at Biomat USA. Tell them the Locked On Cougars sent you when you stop by. Like I said, they're paying you for your donations and they have a critical urgent need for you guys to donate right now. So check them out. That's Biomat USA 235-9800 is the phone number or check them out in person at 349 East University Parkway in Orem. All right, guys, a quick thought before we go on this Thursday edition of the show and watching what unfolded yesterday with the boycott by the Milwaukee Bucks really beginning a cavalcade of postponements and different movements in different sports, the WNBA, the NBA itself, uh, Major League Baseball, Major League Soccer, all having games and matches postponed due to the outrage and the speaking out about the Jacob Blake shooting in Kenosha, Wisconsin. And when I sat there and watched what was going on last night, I kind of sat back and wondered, okay, how is this going to affect college football and football programs like BYU? And to be honest with you, as the more I thought about it, the less I felt confident in saying anything was going to happen one way or the other. I do not know what is going to happen with college football. We're expected to speak with BYU coaches and players today. I'm sure that will be a topic of part of the Zoom conferences will be a part of today. And we'll bring you some more thoughts of that on tomorrow's podcast. But I really have no feel for how things are going to go in college football as compared to what these other professional sports have done so far. I don't know if the NBA is going to shut down their season. Of course, 
course, I work for the Zone Sports Network, and we are a subsidiary of the Larry H. Miller Group and the sports entertainment arm, which controls the Utah Jazz. Simply put, I work for the entity that runs the Utah Jazz. So I work for an NBA franchise, in essence, and I... I don't know what's going to happen with the NBA. They're expected to have another meeting today. And pending where you, when you hear this podcast, it may have already happened and a decision may have come out regarding the up the rest of the season, whether players are going to finish the season with the NBA playoffs or just call it quits and leave Orlando. I don't know which way it's going to go, but I also have less of a feeling for what college football is going to do. I do wonder how student athletes will handle uh, being able to speak out and make sure that their voices are heard on social justice issues. We've already seen them speak out about the George Floyd situation in many circumstances. But I do wonder how much these student athletes, if they are willing to sacrifice things to speak out for what they believe in versus just playing the game. I I don't know. And I'm hopeful that we see games played this fall in college football. I feel like it's something that we all need in our lives. I think most of you listening to this podcast would wholeheartedly agree with that. But I'm looking forward to seeing what players and coaches from BYU say about this matter today. And I honestly hope it's a no com. I honestly hope it's not a no comment. I hope that they are are thoughtful and weigh in with their thoughts because I do think this is a topic that needs to be addressed. I do think it's something that needs to be paid attention to. And I'm interested to see what ultimately shakes out from all of this. Like I said, I sat there and watched everything happen last night and I really have no feel for it. And I feel bad about that because I come on this podcast. You're expecting me to kind of lay out what I think is going to happen. In this situation, I don't know. Uh, I'll, I'll be straight up with you guys. I don't know what's going to shake out, but we'll have more on this on tomorrow's podcast, hopefully with some comments from BYU coaches and players, and of course, whatever else happens in the sports world, we'll be, we'll be tracking for it, as well as BYU sports, like we usually do. All right, that's going to do it for a Thursday edition of the show. A big thank you once again for your continued support of the podcast. It is an absolute privilege and an honor to do this show each and every day with you guys, and a big thank you for your continued support of the podcast. Follow the show on social Social media, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Search us out at Locked On Cougars. My personal Twitter feed, you can find me at Jacob C. Hatch. And feel free to email the show anytime. LockedOnBYU at gmail.com is the email address for you guys to reach out to us via email. Have a great rest of your day whenever you hear this. This has been the Locked On Cougars podcast for August 27th, 2020. We will talk to you guys tomorrow.